welcome back to the Jason and Peely Project, where we talk everything fit, living a fitter, richer life. And today, oh my goodness, I am so excited to introduce to you Lisa Hilton. Hello, Lisa. Yes. Hey, guys. So happy to be on your show, Peely. Welcome to the show, yeah. everyone. Lisa Hilton is a real estate investor, syndicator, and a CPA with approximately 15 years of experience in the financial services industry. Lisa started out with the with a big four accounting firm, auditing billion dollar funds across private equity, venture capital, mutual, and hedge funds in the islands, Boston, and then Los Angeles. Whoa. Lisa currently works as a controller on a private equity real estate fund. Isn't it amazing when somebody else reads your bio, you're like, wait a minute, I did all that stuff. <laughs> Lisa currently works as a controller on a private equity real estate on private equity real estate funds while investing private, uh, passively and actively in primarily commercial real estate market investments, such as large multifamily apartment buildings. So let's dive into all of the goodness that is Lisa. So yeah. Lisa, why don't you talk about that? Why don't you talk about why? Why do you invest in real estate? Yeah, definitely. So I invest in real estate because I want to generate passive income to ultimately, you know, have time freedom um, to do things that really matter to me. Um, so that's one of the main reasons why I invest in real estate. Um, is because I want to have other streams of income so that way I have the flexibility to do the things that I love to do in this life and to be able to help people in a positive and impactful way. See, I love that answer, not only because of it's basically the correct answer, but number two, you have all this basis, this education, this background in the financial arena yeah. Tell us, how does that affect your standing as a real estate investor, syndicator? Yeah, um, you know, it's funny because when I got started investing in real estate, um, this was like when I just got out of college and I was starting in an audit um, in the Cayman Islands, I bought my first townhouse. Um, and you know, at that time, I didn't know anything about like the bigger pockets and podcasts and all those other things. Like I just sort of found a property that I loved um, and I liked and you know, I didn't really think about the money and like the numbers and how it really worked. I was just sort of caught up in like, oh, it's a beautiful property. I really like it. And, and I bought it. And, um, and then after I bought it, I was like, oh yeah, I want to rent it out. And then, you know, I rented it out the first year I broke even. And then every year after that, I lost money. Um, and I held a property for about five to six years. So during that time I was in Cayman and then I went, moved from Cayman. I started living in Boston and I was in Boston for four years, you know, long distance property manager because I didn't, I couldn't afford to hire a property manager because that was not something that I thought about doing at the time that I bought the property because I didn't have any intentions of really leaving came in at that very point in time and then fast forward you know moving to LA still holding on to this property and then I remember getting a bill in the mail you know not in the email for like I don't know a thousand dollars for an AC breaking down and I was like wow like I'm not making any money on this thing and I'm like getting huge bills in the email like this has got to go so you know coming back to your question sometimes 
like starting out, you just don't really think about like all of the ways in which you need to really be thinking about the investment. But that experience really made me think about real estate differently. And you know, after I sold that property, I was like, okay, I'm out, no more real estate. And I feel like life has a sense of humor because a year later I got a job working at an investment manager taking care of funds that invest in real estate. And then I was like, hold on. Like six months in, I was like, wow, people can really make money investing in real estate. They can also lose money investing in real estate, which I already knew. <laughs> but, you know, just the idea of being able to make money. And then that's when the whole education began, um, you know, bigger pockets and getting out there, networking, meeting people, and then just learning and being a lot more cautious about like understanding how to run the numbers. Um, and actually, you know, looking at that stuff much differently. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I mean, so much like, uh, especially beginner real estate yes. investors, they see HDTV, they're like, oh, it's easy. It's so beautiful. So you, it sounds like you saw the beautiful property. You're like, I want to get into that. I want to, I want to get this house. And then why not, why not rent it without really knowing the numbers? And I was hoping, I was hoping it was going to be one of those happy accidents where you're like, I made a ton of money. <laughs> no, it was one of those happy educational pieces That's where right. like, I kind of lost a lot of money and I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> so, so from that point on, you start really digging into your into your financial education, into yes. real estate education. Yeah. Where are we going to now? Tell me about how you got into, first off, for our beginning investors out there, first yeah. tell me what is real estate syndication and why you got into it? Yes. So a real estate syndication is where a group of investors will pool their money together to buy a property that is much larger than what any individual person have, would have been able to purchase on their own. Um, and how I got into syndication is by accident. Um, I was maybe a year or two ago, I was going to, well, a friend of mine um, has been encouraging me for like five or six years to go to this personal development program called Landmark. Um, and this is, I met her from in Boston and she kept encouraging me to go. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't go. And then now like five or six later, years later, I was here in Boston and she was encouraging me again and I went. Um, and uh, it was at that program I met Monique Hom. Um, she was a participant at the program. Yes, the real estate investor goddesses. I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. Monique, if you're listening to this, I love you. Okay, go back to your story. You met Monique. Yes, yeah, so I met Monique. She was in the first program, um, like what you pretty like what most people do, the forum. And then it came with um a like a course kind of thing afterwards, a follow-up course. And it just so happened that she was in the same initial program and the course um, that I was in. And then on top of that, like the course was asking people to volunteer to be leaders, to host a call every week for three months. And I was one of those people that raised their hands to host. Um, and it so happened that Monique chose my call time. So that's how uh, Monique ended up in my group. So I didn't really know she was a real estate investor until like, six months or so in when you know whatever I like five months in when the program was pretty much done 
and another one of the girls in the group said oh we should exchange business cards and then when I got Monique's business card I saw she was a real estate investor and I said oh I didn't know you were a real estate investor <laughs> like you know I'm into investing in real estate I'd love to learn more about like your business and how it works and she was like okay yeah call me when you're ready you know etc and it was like three months later I was cleaning out my bag <laughs> on a staycation here in Los Angeles and I said oh Monique's card oh yeah I was supposed to call this lady so I finally called her and I was like hey you know can you tell me about what you do and then that's when she told me and I was like wow I had no idea that there were other people out here you know I knew on an institutional level that this was possible but I never knew that like on a individual level like this was like possible so yeah I love how Monique was just kind of put into your path and <laughs> sort of guided you and talk about what a great guide uh guided you into real estate syndication that is yeah fantastic let's jump into that a little bit since we're talking a little bit about Monique let's yes. talk about mentorship yeah. and teaching because I know you have a podcast yeah I'm um, gonna do a little plug for you right now Lisa's the host of the level up REI podcast which has a variety of series such as exploring all the ways people can invest in real estate on Tuesdays and then exploring investing passively in syndication on Thursdays which has been already added so folks go check that podcast out so back to you Lisa yes Tell me about mentorship, how that has affected you, and how you are in turn with your podcast and otherwise mentoring others. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, um, being in the right environment um, or being in the environments around people who are continuing to grow and push themselves forward and who are also interested in helping other people around them who want to grow, like providing opportunities for them to grow and get exposure and experience has been absolutely instrumental in my life and in, as well as in my business and in my career. Um, you know, if I hadn't met her, I don't think that I would have even known about this way of investing. Um, it may have eventually come to be, um, but much later on in the process, perhaps. Um, so for me, I feel like it's so super inst um, instrumental. I also think that you have to follow your intuition. So when you're meeting people, you need to follow your own North Star, your own intuition about whether these are the kinds of people that you want to be around um, that connect with you and only you alone can sort of make that decision and I think the more you trust in your own ability to decide and choose um, what's beneficial for your life um, that then enables you to be more empowered when you when you get out there and you network um, regardless of whether you're networking or not because many times like when I met Monique I wasn't looking for any like I wasn't at some real estate event networking to meet people it was completely on something completely else like there were other things that I was dealing with in my life at that point in time and then you know so I would say you really need to follow your intuition um, and, you know, take the time to get to know people. Um, but I think that mentors um, are super important. And, you know, going towards my podcast, one of the reasons why 
um, I felt the need to create a podcast is because of the way podcasts have been so instrumental in my life personally. Like, as I talked about, you know, when I took this job uh, six months in, I realized, wow, like, you know, like people can make money investing in real estate. And then that's when I started exploring. And it just so happened that one day um, I went for lunch with two of my other coworkers and we just started talking a little bit and it found out that we were listening to the same podcasts and we were also interested in investing in real estate. It was wild. And from there they shared, you know, podcasts that they listened to. So for me, podcasts have been a great way um, for me, they're like social media, podcasting, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of stuff, because you are, I believe you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, and these social media aspects provide you with the ability to spend time with people who are doing amazing things um, or doing things that you want to do that encourages you and supports your growth, um, even though you've never even met them. So I think that's so beautiful. That is everything in a nutshell when it comes to mentorship, when it yeah. comes to really creating your network and really creating the connection. Because you definitely, Lisa, you definitely connect with people on like a higher level and it shows in your work, in your podcast. And just the, I just have, I just cannot wait to see where this all takes you. So I, I'm reading here to date, Lisa has invested in two syndications as a limited partner totaling in 850 units in the Atlanta MSA and one sub syndication raising $5,000, but not $500,000, $500,000 with her team of fellow real estate investor goddesses. Yes. You guys are. Um, <laughs> Amazing. I am yeah, so happy. And I to made know my you. third uh passive investment in um in the middle of COVID. <laughs> that <laughs> in is March, amazing. April, um, in North Carolina. So I added more onto that guy as well. Talk about um, that a little bit. This is sure. where for, for anybody that's listening to this la next year, 2021, 2030, I don't know. Yes. Uh Right now it's 2020 and we are in the, we are in it. Yes. COVID is happening. We are connecting on whole different levels. Talk about getting into a real estate syndication in the middle of an almost recession. So a couple things. Um, for me, when I thought about continuing to invest, um, I believe in my asset class, right? So I like multifamily. I also like industrial as well, but certain types of industrial. Um, multifamily, I don't like generally everything. Um, so when looking at a deal, like I really like, for me, the sweet spot is a class B property. Um, because for me, I figured that when you're going into a recession, people who are, you know, in the class A classes, a lot of them might decide that they want to readjust their budgets and save a little bit more. And some of that, those people might decide to downgrade into like, say a class B type property. Um, and then class C, you know, once again, it's, it's a mixture. Sometimes I'll invest in class C, sometimes not. Um, COVID of course has proven, has hit class C the hardest, um, primarily because 
those are the jobs that usually require a lot of the people that live in class C properties usually um, tend to be people that have jobs that need that face-to-face -face interaction um, and can't necessarily be done remotely. So then that has of course hit the rental situation. Um, it's to be seen what's going to happen given you know, what, whatever transpires in the market. I think the plus side of this is that the US government, like the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are primarily the lenders for multifamily. Um, and, you know, connected, obviously those are government agencies. So as the government can, knows that, you know, they are continuing to subsidize and help people, um, which they need to continue to do that as people try to get jobs and the economy tries to get back on its feet. Um, I, I do believe that it then enables multifamily to still be, a, by and large, a safe investment because you do have um, a lot of, like you have a lot of, I guess, institutions like the, the government and the Fannie and Freddie that want to make sure that these people continue to have housing because it's a need, it's a basic need. Um, so that's what I feel regarding that. But for me, the property was a, a class B plus class, you know, high class B type property. And um, even though they were noting that, you know, even if like the break even like would be like 50%, like if they lost like 50% of all the tenants that they had, they would still be able to break even. So with that, I was like, you know, looking at all the different characteristics, also looking at the market itself. Um, so the income in that particular market was quite very high, very strong, very good schools. Um, you know, uh, before COVID, like going into COVID, a lot of population growth, a lot of healthy job um, growth. Obviously with COVID, you know, there's unemployment pretty much across the United States. So, um, but yeah, I think for me, you know, I invest with a long-term view. So constantly, and I'm conservative. So I'm still taking risks, but I'm also taking them in a conservative manner. Um, and the team, like this team has done several different projects in that particular area. They know that area very well. Um, so, uh, you know, a combination of all of those made me feel comfortable continuing to move forward. So, yeah. I love how you talk about this asset class as being something like safer and how you work with a team yes. and talking about the numbers but nowhere in there that i hear that oh i i i'm doing it because it's great and i get to do the countertops and it's so pretty and i get to do all these like <laughs> other things that's the greatest thing about large multifamily or apartment investing is that yes there is some sort of creativity you can those things can be tinkered with right everything's with the numbers that's why it's yeah. so amazing. It's just, it's in the numbers. It's right there in front of you. It either works or it doesn't. Yeah. And please, if you're listening to this, do your numbers correctly. Pick the ones that work. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> make sure, not the ones that you think are beautiful or that, that look great. The ones that definitely work. There's one thing I did want to jump into with you. You are from the Cayman Islands. Yeah you moved to Boston, how is it that you built a life for yourself, not knowing, 
not knowing like because I'm from Hawaii it's a state <laughs> it's part of the United States but it's like it's it's a country unto itself right how did you take the transition and how did you build this amazing life for yourself? Let's dive a little bit into the mindset of this. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you just said that, um, the first thing that came to mind was mindset. Um, I think it all starts with how you look at life. Um, because I believe that the things that you say to yourself are the things that, you know, come into being. I am not perfect <laughs> at all, you know? So, um, but it's that imperfection of, you know, knowing that when I say negative things to myself or I believe things that are not incongruent with where I wanna be. And when I see those things manifest in my life, I know, okay, yeah, you know, I believe this and hence it came through, right? Um, so for me, it's, it's, mindset and I didn't always have that um, so I think I started out with finding what I loved to do and that's what Boston brought for me um, Boston helped me the first two years all I did was work and then the second two years I actually started saying okay well what do I love to do and then I found things that I love to do in Boston so by time I got to LA I now I was on my third city and I was like, okay, I know, I know the drill. I need to look for the things that I like to do. And I liked yoga and I liked hiking and I liked dancing at that time, salsa. Um, and I would go and I would find those places. And it was through that I then ended up finding um, tango um, through dancing salsa. I found Argentine tango um, and had an, like I still do have an amazing LA Argentine tango community. Um, so lots of really good communities. So for me, I find that when looking for a new city, like if you're planning on going to a new city to live or anything of that nature, like uh, it starts with you to sort of say, okay, what do I love to do? What do, what makes me happy? And then you go look for those things. Um, and then through finding those things, you start to build your community um, and you build your network and you start attracting like-minded people towards you um, and then connected to that mindset lots of personal development um, I'm always continuing to read books on personal development on ways I can continue to improve as a person I recently had on my podcast um, Tyler Chesser I don't know if you know him um, yes, yes he's awesome um, and he I remember him saying to me that you know as he wants to give to other people, he himself has to grow and develop and continue to grow to even give more and more to others. He has to continue to grow. And, you know, I think that's so, that's so key. Like I have to continue to grow as a person, as an individual, as a business owner, as a woman, as a partner, um, to then continue to be able to give to other people. So yeah. I I love that. It's the whole concept of filling your cup first yes, and letting the overflow, the extreme right. overflow, hopefully, 
flow into other people's cups. Well, the only way you can do that is if your cup runneth over. Right. <laughs> um, I, I believe Oprah likes to talk about that. And I love an Oprah all day. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Here's a car for you. Here's a car for you. Yeah. It's all about, it's all about the giving in Hawaii. We have a, a saying, aloha ku, aloha mai. Uh-huh. Give love, get love. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. There's it's 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 a it's a human concept. Yeah. That expands it spans generations, it spans time periods, it spans cultures. So on that note, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on our show. You yeah. are amazing. I'm so excited to see what the future brings you. Before I let you go, how can my listeners find you? Yeah. So if they want to learn more about me, they can check out my website, which is www.lisahilton.com. And that's Hilton like the hotel, only thing with a Y. Um, And then you can also check out my podcast, which is the Level Up REI podcast. Um, as As we stated before, I interview real estate investors from all walks of life sharing their stories about how they got started um and yeah lots of really good content on my website to learn more about passively investing in apartment syndications um so definitely go on there check it out and enjoy i will leave all the links to all of her websites in the show notes below if you enjoyed what you heard today please please rate review and subscribe and then jump over to Lisa's podcast and rate and review and subscribe there too. Yay! (laughs) You are all amazing. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so grateful. Yes. And thank you to all of my listeners. I am grateful to you for your time. I honor your time. Thank you so very much. You have an amazing day and I will talk to you later. Bye now. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day, bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions, and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.